Welcome back, everybody, to the SIG Podcast, Recruits Draftcast. A bit of a slower week here in junior hockey, but we still have three prospects we'd like to highlight. Obviously, we're going to get to Rocco's Riser of the Week. Now, this week, we're going to be doing things a little differently. Instead of a prospect of the week, we'd like to highlight a sleeper pick. Uh, and as always, for you Habs fans watching, we have our Habs Prospect of the Week. So let's get to it. Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast, Recruits Draftcast. And with the first overall selection in the 2023 NHL Draft, the Chicago Blackhawks are very proud to select from the Regina Pats, the Western Hockey League, Connor Bedard. The sickest NHL Draft and Scouting Podcast. It's gonna be sick. Producer Shane here, uh, clocking in as always uh, for for another great episode. Uh, joined by my fantastic co-hosts Grant McCag, Rocco Zappia, fellas. How we doing? Good, excellent, excellent, awesome, awesome. Let's Love get, it. All right, let's get her going. Let's get her going, indeed. I'm I'm loving this energy. Uh, let's start with our usual first segment, Rocco's riser of the week. This week belongs to Matt Vey. Greeting. Uh, so he's not just straight up and down, moves east to west quite well as well, uh, and gets quickness um, going straight away in those first couple strides. Pretty dangerous puck carrier and, and seems quite hard to stop when he gets going with some speed through the neutral zone. Uh, he does a good job backing the defenders, making them give up the zone to him, and if that doesn't happen, he does a good job dishing it to, to a teammate uh, who's waiting there to gain the zone. So that's a, that's a nice skill to have um, when you can help break the puck in. That's a big part of the game these days. He looked, uh, to me, equally dangerous as both a playmaker and a shooter. Uh, displayed some vision and creativity on, on a couple occasions here to find his teammates. A couple passes that surprised defenders. So you, you like to see that, that he can see things that not, not everyone on the ice is picking up. That's going to give him an edge. But the D also, at the same time, they need to respect his shooting ability. He has quite a quick release. Uh, he can bury the puck when, when he gets a hold of it. And he's, he will shoot from anywhere if he, if he thinks uh, if he thinks there's an opportunity there. You'll see he scores in this game. You'll you'll see it's a bit of a cheeky goal. Uh, when the puck when the puck's up for grabs, he plays with a really good motor and he has a really good pace. If he thinks he can get to it, he gets really hard after the loose pucks. And he is actually strong enough. It's at six one one eighty five. He's not soft along the boards. He does have some strength there to come out and and win some board battles. Now, he doesn't play with a ton of physicality in terms of, of throwing body checks. I, I think his, his hit totals on the air are, are less than 0.2 per game. So he's not out there laying guys out, but he's not shying away from contact. So he's not soft. Um, he just doesn't have a, a physical body checking element really to his game, but he is willing to engage. He's willing to take a hit to make a play. He's willing to fight in the dirty areas um, and, and battle. So that's really what you're looking for. He showed some flashes of, of good defensive play. I'd like it a little more consistently, but there were some flashes there. He's willing to block some shots. Uh, there was a couple times uh, he played pretty aggressive on the puck carrier in the defensive zone, but he timed those well. He picked good spots when to go aggressive at them. He was able to force a couple turnovers here. So when he commits to the defensive side of the puck, there is some effectiveness there defensively, but he can be guilty at times of, of looking a little bit early for an offensive opportunity where he can get a quick break. There's a couple instances where he jumped, he jumped out of his, his defensive zone a couple times a little early uh, when his team was still trying to gain possession of the puck. 
uh, and that opened up a, a chance for for his man at, at the point to to kind of get a look. So you, you like him to time that a little bit better and just be a little bit more consistent with the defensive effort. But I mean, he's an offensive skilled winger. This is how the vast majority of them play as as teenagers, and I don't think I don't think it's it's the end of the world for him because um, he again he shows some ability to be effective defensively when he when he chooses to. Um, so it's just a matter of getting that to be a little bit a little bit more consistent shift to shift, and, and I think he'll be okay. For me, upside wise, um, I like him with some upside as as a top six winger who can be a dual threat as both a shooter and a playmaker. I don't know. I don't know that he has maybe the tools or, or the game to adapt to a bottom six role. Certainly, maybe not a fourth line role. Could see him being more maybe as a middle six, maybe the offensive guy on your third line sort of thing who can play on the second power play, but. You know, for all intents and purposes, this this is a a skilled winger who who projects in a scoring line role wherever he ends up. Um, so that's kind of his his game and, and where he might shake out. Now, there is a pretty decent cohort um, of of wingers that have similar similar tools and abilities, and I, and I think he fits. There, there's the goal there. You saw a pretty cheeky play, um, <laughs> shot it from the behind the goal line, banked it off the goalie and in. But there, there's a good cohort here of, of wingers uh, that have some top six upside that we have ranked really somewhere between 25 and 50 as, as it stands now. For me personally, at, as of right now, he's just outside the first round. I have him in the 30s um, as is now, but there's there's a lot of fluidity in that part of the draft, I feel. Um, and a lot of these guys, you know, especially with skilled wingers, you need to see how they're shaking out in the playoffs, how they perform when the game gets harder, that sort of thing. And that'll answer a lot of these questions that that can be fairly typical of, of high-octane offensive wingers when they're 17 years old. So, you know, there's, there's guys like Richie and Basha and, and Parasak and, and Pridham, who we featured. And, and he's right in that kind of group for me, skill-wise. Uh, a, a player who I would say you know has first round ability and first round talent, and now whether he ends up drafted in the first round or not remains to be seen. He's just just outside for me, but again, there's a lot of fluidity in that 25 to 40, 50 range, and, and that's what we're we're trying to sort out the second half. And 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 he belongs he belongs in that kind of grouping, and we'll, we'll see how they shake out. But I, I like him. I like him in that range. He's, he's a good player that just was he was new to me. Um, this month, I didn't really take a look at him in the first half. Didn't spend a lot of time focusing on the on the U.S. leagues, uh, but now now I am, and, and he's someone that that jumped out um, fairly quickly when I started watching these guys. Yeah, well, he's second. I think he's second in scoring in the USHL. Yeah, yeah. And uh, is this his rookie USHL season? This, I believe so. I this is so, his second. This is his second oh, year. He, second? Didn't, okay. he didn't play. He didn't play a full season last year. Now, and I was looking okay. at his numbers last year. The, Early in the, year, the first half, hardly played, hardly put up points. Got hot in the second half. They changed coaches who stopped benching him for mistakes, basically, and started letting him work it out. And and he right. and he took off when he was given a little bit of rope to play with. So, yeah, well, he's a nice looking prospect. I know uh, um, <clears throat> a scout that um, went to see him last weekend, and he said, uh, you know, he he's on the cusp of the first round. So I think he's got him. There's at least a dozen guys that, uh, you know, that that are in the 25 to 40 slot that you kind of put guys typically that aren't, you know, uh, surefire first rounders. And um, like a lot of guys, 
I think the playoff will be uh, important for him, right? If he uh, if he can keep producing and play competitively in the playoffs, he he might he may well end up being a first round guy. Yep. No, he has for me. He has first round talent, and there's a there's a couple question marks, which is like you said, very similar to those guys in that twenty five to forty range that are you know not maybe true bona fide slam dunk first but maybe really really strong seconds and you know that's to, to me that's really a one tier of, of player more more or less that, that he fits in and just a matter of sorting out where where in that range but you know you see guys that have him ranked anywhere late first to, to the mid second sort of thing and, and I would agree with that I think Bob has him just inside the first and I've seen we have him just outside for now and you know so that for, for me, he fits right in there, and it's just a matter of seeing how the the playoffs is the big thing for these for these skill wingers, especially. Um, so we'll we'll see, but he, he belongs. Fantastic! All right, Matvey Gridding is Rocco's riser of the week. Now, I mentioned earlier in the show that we're doing things a bit different this week. We won't have a prospect of the week, but we have to highlight a sleeper. And if his first name is any indication of his talent level. He should be pretty good. That being Makar Cannon. Let's have a look. <laughs> yeah, I've seen the next Makar. It's uh, pretty exciting. This kid uh, is a left winger for Saint uh, for Dinamo Saint Petersburg in the VHL. Um, you're gonna first thing you're gonna notice about him is that is his shot. He's <clears throat> he's got an excellent excellent one timer and. Um, the scouts always say that you want to see a um, an elite um, asset with a prospect, and his his shot is elite, and it's going to uh, it's going to score he's going to score a lot of goals at the pro level wherever that may be. But uh, the thing the thing that stands out immediately is uh, just his all around offensive game. He's a great passer, a great shot. Um, his one timer is quick, hard, and accurate. Uh, they're like, I mean, you, you see it. I started off with uh, just showing some of his more notable goals before we go, we'll go to a, a game, uh, you know, a, a recap of a game with him. But he's also a very skilled passer. And we see that with two assists that he got in his last game, which uh, demonstrated his ability to process a play quickly and feed team, teammates with quick back passes that open up space for the pass recipient. He draws defenders to himself, and the man makes he makes highly skilled feeds to teammates that you aren't expecting. Um, his uh, like, look at these one timers; they're just check out this shot here. Boom! There's not a there's not a goalie in the, <laughs> yeah. on the planet that's stopping that one. I don't think if he's not you know if he's not over there already. Um, He's, uh, he's especially adept at behind-the-back passes, uh, the bank off the boards, and he's got an innate ability to put the perfect touch and angle on it so that it lands right on the tape. He also makes uh, safe passes with the puck drawn close to his body, as you just saw there, so that they can't be intercepted. And that keeps the play going in the offensive zone. He's a force on the power play at the VHL level already, and he will likely be the team be the same on the KHL as soon as next season, I would think like that shot is just lethal. Mm -hmm. He's uh he's a bit of a wide track skater with a short stride. He's not likely going to pull away from people going end to end, 
but he's very quick. He can get away from defenders with his first three steps, and his edges and lateral agility are solid. Scouts are always on the search for the 6'2 player with breakaway speed, and because he's a shade under six feet and not dynamic in that department, he won't likely be on anyone's radar in the top 80 if of this draft class, considering that he is a 2005-born Russian. Now, he was in last year's draft, and in 47 games in the MHL, uh, he only scored nine goals last year. But he started this season with seven goals in seven games in junior. He must have had a great offseason because he just exploded out of the gates. And uh, and then he got called up to, to the VHL club. In his last 15 games in the VHL, he has 15 points while being on the ice for just five goals against. Now, when your ratio is three points per goal against and your course rating is above 64%, you are, you're a difference maker. You're, you're obviously playing well. To be doing that in Russia's second pro league as an 18-year-old is quite remarkable. Compare that to Alexander Rikov, who was a fourth-round pick last year, six, a six-foot winger, same size. Uh, same size. Uh, he got drafted in the fourth round by Carolina. Basically uh, scored at a point a game in the VHL this year. Uh, but his last 15 games, I, I checked it out, in the VHL, he had 14 points, 51% course in on, and was on the ice for 13 goals against. So he was on the ice for 30% of his team's goals against compared to Kenin's 16%, which tells you, I mean, I only scouted one game closely, so I'm not, you know, I'm not an expert on his defense, but Obviously, those numbers tell you that that he's not a liability out there. Uh, he, um, from what I saw, he certainly pays attention to details in the defensive zone. He's constantly checking on the point man when he doesn't have the puck, and does a decent job of cutting off his opponent's shooting and passing lanes. He's not a physical player who constantly initiates contact, but he's not afraid to go into dirty areas and pay the price to make a play or to try to score. Um. I just uh, I think that he's a real sleeper because he obviously didn't get drafted last year. He's playing in Russia, so North American scouts aren't getting to see him. Uh, but I mean, you'd have a hard time convincing me that he doesn't have top fifty offensive skills in this draft class. It's there, and he's uh, you know he made the next step this year. So I I mean I take a flyer on him anywhere from the fourth round on. I think. Uh, the offensive skills are there to play and produce on an NHL power play someday. Uh, if the rest of his game can become adequate enough to carve out a regular role at even strength, um, he'd look good on Montreal's second power play unit right now. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, I'd put him out there ahead of Gallagher or Tanner Pearson if uh, if if he was available. So uh, why not draft a kid like that and see if he develops into a power play specialist with. Uh, well, you could say a cannonading drive, as uh, oh. Annie Gallivan used to say. There we go. Yeah, you can't you can't teach a shot like that. That's uh, I no. think you you described it pretty well there, Grant. Lethal is is probably the word to use. Uh, Rocco, what what'd you think about Mister Makar? <laughs> well, you know, honestly, looking at these clips, that was the first time I had seen him. I haven't watched him at all whatsoever this year, so that was my my first look at him and. And I would agree with Grant. It's just tough. It's tough not to get excited about the offensive skill there. Mm -hmm. Now, again, 
just from the highlights, you got to evaluate what his whole game is actually like. But the the raw tools in terms, you know, of the east west movement and the shot and the playmaking, they're they're all there. So, you know, later in the draft, why why not why not take a flyer? Because because if he doesn't make it, he's not supposed to make it anyway. So who cares? If you're using a late round round pick on him. Now, if you want to go a little bit higher, you better be damn sure what he's going to be sort of thing. But I would have no problem with the team taking a flyer four, five, six round sort of thing. Um, any, anywhere in that range, if you can get a guy that can, that can shoot like that and has that kind of vision, I mean, that's at least something to work with. And, you know, he, he, he's a project, but that's what kind of guys get, get picked in the mid to late round sort of thing. And, yep. hey, if uh, if you're gonna have have one thing to start with and 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 build around a, a shot like that's not a bad place to begin. So yeah, no, that's that's for sure. That's for sure. All right. So Makar Kanan is our sleeper of the week. Rocco, uh, we thank you for your insight as always. Um, very good stuff. And uh, we'll see you in the next one. Take care, my friend. Right on. Thanks, guys. All right, Rocco Zapia. Uh, guys, it's time for our Habs prospect of the week. And there were many options this week. I mean, Jacob Fowler had a heck of a week. He beat Boston University, stood on his head there. He's been fantastic, right? But this week, our Habs prospect of the week belongs to Philip Erickson, a prospect that not many Habs fans are talking about. No, well, uh, you know, I'm trying to get uh, all of the Habs prospects in there. If they have a good week, we'll, we'll mm-hmm. give them a nod and, uh, this week, it's, uh, you know, um, Philip Erickson, who was a sixth-round pick last uh, last year. Um, he was with Vaxio, and uh, they loaned him out to Nebro in the Hockey Alsvenskan on January 10th. And since then, he's picked up points in all seven games, notching three goals and six assists. Wow. He leads the league in points per game, uh, albeit in a small sample size, but 1.29 points per game is uh, pretty impressive uh the last teenager in the alsvenskin to finish top five in points per game was elias Pettersson. so hmm. he turned out okay <laughs> um erickson is no Pettersson as he lacks his height skill skating combo but where they do have some similarities is how they think the game he uh he anticipates the play very well and uses his uses that to his advantage to steal pucks and set up teammates he sees the ice well and is an above average playmaker Here's a nice goal, the old drag. You know, he's got patience to uh, – he makes up for his lack of size and speed with a high compete level. He uh, he has some similarities to Artie Lekkonen in both hockey IQ and competitiveness, I find. He works hard to get to loose pucks, whether they're in the dirty areas or in open ice. And while he lacks an elite burst, that determination enables him to forecheck effectively and cause turnovers. Now, Erickson is more – than willing to go to the front of the net and corners to absorb punishment. He will willingly take a hit to make the right play, and that's impressive for a 19-year-old playing against men. He has no elite physical skill, and he lacks the size and strength to overpower opponents, so he must get by with, with guile and determination. Luckily for him, he possesses both in spades. He will need to keep getting stronger and improve his skating speed if he hopes to play at the NHL level, but Erickson is certainly shaping up to be a solid six-round pick. It's clear that the main reason he was chosen so late in the draft was because he missed much of last season playing in only 11 junior games and two in the SHL. The fact that he played 29-game stint with in the SHL this season for Vaccio 
after just 11 games in Sweden's top junior league last year is impressive in itself. He obviously impressed in, in training camp right from start. So he was a late cut from Sweden's world junior team, but his play since that tournament ended suggests that he could likely could have been a member of that team. He not only is playing above his the junior level, he's excelling. Look for him to be an SHL regular next year. And if he starts producing at his decent clip in the next two years against Sweden's top pros, Montreal will sign him and get him over to the AHL. Mm. Uh, I think, uh, you know, I think he's, um, he, he, I love his, uh, I love his all around ability. Um, he doesn't lack skill. As you can see in these highlights, he, he makes some nice plays. Like there's a nice, <laughs> the reverse pass there. Like his vision is, is above, above average for sure. Yeah. Um, he's got decent puck skills. It's just the size skating combo that probably, you know, is one of the reasons why he, he didn't get drafted high last year and why he, uh, in addition to him uh, being injured for most of the year. So I think that the Canadians uh, got themselves a real gem in the sixth round. Now, uh, if he comes over to play over here and they sign him, I think he'll be at the, at a minimum, he'll be a very good AHLer, someone that can help them win and yeah. uh, be a pop, you know, a positive influence on, on the other young kids. So you can't ask for any more than that from a six round pick. I don't think. And uh, I think he's got the he's got the IQ and the determination to carve out a bottom six role if if he develops properly and if the Canadians have a spot. So I like him. Nice pick in the sixth round. That's it. I mean, can, considering that most sixth rounders don't even make it to the AHL, uh, just the fact that he could and he could actually be a difference maker. Uh, that's, that's that's all you want, really. Uh, that's a great value pick there. So Philip Erickson, uh, well-deserving of Habs prospect of the week. And I think we also have to highlight another guy that could have been mentioned, David Reinbacker, who has really stepped it up recently in Cloton. Uh, they, they're on a, a five-game heater, I think, something like that. Uh, they're doing really well, and he's doing really well. So uh, those are three Habs oh, yeah. players that really had terrific weeks. But Philip the- Erickson stands above all. There were a few uh, possibilities for that. Like Kapanen was good again. Uh, again Rhett yeah. Pitlick is still hot. Um, mm-hmm. There, uh, I, name slips in my mind now, but there's another kid that had a really good week, and it was kind of a toss-up between the two. So uh, maybe we feature him next week. I won't divulge who it is, so that uh, we can keep that uh, keep that for the next show. There we go. Love it, love it. So that'll about wrap it up for us. A shorter show, but I think. The value and and the quality remains the same. Uh, We invite you, as always, to subscribe and and check out whenever we have a new video, right? And as always, go check out recruits.ca, right? You see here, you can get Canadians coverage for $2.49 a month. You can get draft coverage for $1.99 a month, and you can get both for $3.99 a month. Now now we're talking about great value right there. Yeah, Yeah. that's Canadian too, so. Even better. I mean, you know. If you're a U.S. Uh, citizen, I don't know. It's less than a Starbucks coffee anyway, so Jeez. there you go. Pretty good value. And there you can find the recruits' rankings, which we'll be talking about in another show coming up here. You saw a sneak peek when we had uh, Bob McKenzie on, but those rankings change, and they will continue to change. So to stay up to date with the rankings, 
you got to subscribe. You got to follow along uh, and, and follow along this show as well, because we're going to be talking about it. Uh, Grant, any parting remarks? I, uh, I, I've been busy transcribing. I, I spoke with a, uh, an NHL scout for 90 minutes yeah. um, recently, and I'm just finishing up the transcribing, but I'll be posting all of his, uh, his thoughts on all of the top 90 prospects. So wow. um, we've got uh, Jonathan Catoni's been hard at work getting the profiles, uh, the new profiles all up there. So for the top 130 prospects, we, we have profiles up now. And I'm going to be adding uh, scouts quote, NHL scouts quotes to all of those, uh, all of those players that they've seen, which is the majority of them. So, I mean, for two bucks a month, the uh, you can't beat the uh, draft coverage that we're going to be providing the rest of the way. Exactly. Exactly. Love that. Love that. All right. Uh, thank you, Grant. Thank you as always for watching guys. And we will see you in the next one. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast recruits Draftcast on YouTube, Facebook, Google play and Apple podcasts.